Yes, I can. <clears throat> great, 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 great. So we're just talking about episode five today, right? Yeah, and any theories we have. Okay. Okay, sounds good. We're ready? Yep, go ahead and do the introduction whenever. Okay, here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Seriously Super, the podcast where we talk seriously about super nerdy things. Brayden, I have an update for you. What is your update, Shauna? I have come up with the name to use for you, me, and anyone who may be listening with us. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. We are, here it is, the Super Nerds! (laughs) I like that. I I was going to suggest uh, Super Friends, but that's already been taken. Nope. The Super Nerds. Here we are once again. Back at you again with the WandaVisions. Yeah, this episode, oh boy, was this the episode. Oh boy, oh boy. So, do you want to start by recapping the episode real quick, and then we'll get into the theory? Again, spoiler, spoiler warning, of course. You haven't watched WandaVision. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Disney so Plus is, is $6 talk- a month. Just go do it. So this is going to be us talking about episode five of WandaVision. If you still haven't watched it, then pause this, watch it, and come back. Yep. So episode five kind of starts with my main girl, Monica Rambeau, kind of getting some testing and some interviewing done from her time in the the bubble, the hex, as it's become known in this episode. Can I point something out real quick? We're, we're just getting started, but I like that Marvel recently has been trying to be a little more comic booky about some of their stuff, like calling it the hex, referring back to that's what they used to call Wanda's powers in the comics. And then even going back to that little joke Spider-Man made in Infinity War, oh, we're using our made-up names along Spider-Man. Yeah. I like that they're yeah, kind of they're, picking on themselves that way. They're kind of, you know, flirting with the fourth wall a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a touch. And then when... Uh, when Just a touch. When Deadpool comes in, he's going to smack right through it. Yeah, well, yeah. So Monica Rambeau is getting some testing done, doing like some, you know, interviewing process from her time in there. And then they find out another, as she's getting the process done, Agent, Agent Wu? Yeah. Agent Wu and Darcy come in and they're talking and there is an update coming. Some general or somebody wants to discuss with everybody there about what's happening in the abnormality that is going on. Why don't you take over? Because <laughs> it's, all, it's all jambled together in my head. Right. So we learn uh, straight away. We get a little more backstory about what led to this. We find out that after yeah. the snap, uh, after Thanos' yeah. initial snap, S.W.O.R.D., which is this new kind of new organization seemingly built af- after S.H.I.E.L.D. Went... It's like a branch off. Yeah, because... Well, because they introduced Thor at the end of the Spider-Man movie. Nick Fury has was in a uh, sword base up in space. And I kind of get the feeling that this is something he's been helping to form ever since uh, Winter Soldier, when S.H.I.E.L.D. was uh, made public. He's trying to make this new organization. So anyway, after this initial snap, S.W.O.R.D. took control of, uh, or took possession of Vision's body. 
and they've held Vision's mm-hmm. body ever since the snap. And we find out that Wanda apparently, or we're led to believe Wanda broke in and stole the body. And apparently, we're not led to believe. We see footage. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, someone pointed out. I, I've been watching a lot of TikToks about theories about this. I know you've been sending me a lot of TikToks I know. about this. <laughs> someone has pointed out that that footage seems to be heavily edited. Like there's even even certain cuts of like you see Wanda take a step and then suddenly she's a few feet forward. Yeah. Which has. I'm not arguing, but I just right. don't know if we can say. Yeah, we're led to believe we see footage of it. As far as we know, this is what happened so far. Yeah, we're led to believe that she broke in. Uh, There have been some theories going around that she may have also been held there and was actually breaking out. But who knows? I'm sure we'll learn more about that in future episodes. But she stole Vision's body, set up the hex, which is what they're calling the 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 town of Westview, which is caught in the hex. The hexagon. The hexagon. I like Darcy's little when uh, when Monica says it. Ah, you said it. Yeah, she's, she's vindicated. That was good. She feels she feels qualified. <laughs> so they she set up uh, Wanda set up the hex, and that's when all this thing started. And there's a couple of very important mm-hmm. things happening this episode. First, Vision is starting to become self aware and oh. realizing something is wrong. Right. Well, he even like breaks the his friend at work. He breaks him out of the little hold Wanda has on his mind, and talks to the real person behind the character. Yeah, exactly. And that that was a freaky moment too. And he confronts Wanda. <clears throat> he does That's that true. man. So he confronts her. He says, you know, kind of tears into her about these people have lives and families that they can't get in touch with. And she says, what, you think I'm controlling all of this? That's crazy. Yeah. That was a really cool moment. So that's at the end of the episode after they put their kids to bed, which we'll talk about the kids in a minute. They're the central plot of this episode. But after they put the kids to bed and you hear like the closing music and you see the credits roll, but they're arguing over the credits. They're not like going up to bed or going to watch TV like the episode is supposed to end. And then they storm into the other room, and all of a sudden the credits stop, the music stops, and even the lighting changes. It becomes a lot more modern day, something yeah, more Yeah, and they're serious. still arguing. There's no, like, conclusion coming from the end of the episode. Yeah. So before we talk about the ending, which I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about, let's, yeah, let's talk I'm about I'm sure the you will have a lot to say. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. But let's talk about the kids real quick. So the kids are born yeah. at the end of the third episode. So the kids are interesting because we find out in this episode that they can age themselves up. You know, up until now we've been, you know, kind of from what we've seen, Wanda is in control of everything in the storyline. And then there's a moment where, you know, the kids find a lost dog and Wanda and Vision are like, you know, we think you can't really be old enough to care for a dog until you're at least 10. And then all of a sudden the kids like look at each other and snap and they're 10. Well, and something else, too, they seem to be immune to Wanda's power. Because when they're yeah. still babies at the beginning, she tries to put them to sleep using her powers, and it doesn't work. Yes. They seem to be the only ones who are fully immune, uh, which is curious. And, of course, hints in the comics that at least one of them gets a, a, a version of Wanda's powers, and the other one gets a version of Quicksilver's powers. But together, they're mm-hmm. extremely powerful. I forget which one is supposed to have Quicksilver's 
I think it's Billy. That, no, not Billy. Yeah. I forget. Anyway. One of them. They're yeah. interchangeable at this point. <clears throat> and they're also acting very weird about Wanda. Uh, and they say some weird things in the show about her. Specifically, toward the yeah. end of the episode, their dog that they've adopted uh, ate one of the neighbor's plants, and it poisoned the dog, and he died. And the kids keep insisting that they're, that Wanda could bring the dog back to life. And she insists that she can't. And they're very upset about it. And this leads yeah. to the ending where while she's arguing with Vision, there's a knock on the door. She goes to open it and it's Quicksilver, but the Quicksilver from X-Men, not the Quicksilver from the MCU. She recasts her own brother. Okay, so this is, can I start with more of my theories? Yeah. So I think this is really interesting. For what, And I, I got thinking, why would it be the X-Men Quicksilver, not the MCU? And I think there's there's a very specific reason why. The okay. MCU Quicksilver is dead. The yes. X-Men Quicksilver is not dead. And I think yes. this is kind of supposed to tell us that Wanda actually can't bring people back from the dead. Which I think kind of goes into my theory that she didn't bring Vision back to life. I think someone else brought Vision back to life. Well, I, bouncing off that theory or building off that theory... I'm not fully convinced that Vision is all the way back to life. I, oh, really? I still, yeah, no, I still, because we got that shot, I believe it was the third episode, maybe the second, where, you know, it shows Vision, like Wanda turns around, to, she gets, he gets her attention, she turns around to talk to him, and it's like his body, but what his body looks like when it was lifeless after seeing, fighting Thanos. Oh, yeah, that was in the fourth forehead, episode, yeah. Yeah, with the gap in his forehead and the discoloration, oh, I'm creepy. still kind of thinking that Vision is not actually back to life. He is somehow being reanimated and, like, marionetted, honestly, with, you know, whether it be Wanda or some unknown powerful someone who's, like, you know, controlling that and puppeting him. I don't fully believe that that's Vision. Because even, you know, Wanda kind of alludes to it in this episode when they're fighting. She says, you've never talked to me like this. And I'm starting to believe that this is some new baddie that we have not yet experienced or know about in the, you know, cinematic universe. That is inhabiting Vision. Because we also know, based off the comics, that Vision and Wanda's son, sons, the twins, at some point in the comic line get, you know, kind of kidnapped and quote-unquote raised by a new villain. Yeah. Uh, well, and when they're initially introduced, they're not even real. They're not yeah. real at first. It's a trick from Mephisto. And then in a later storyline, after Wanda's gone kind of crazy, she brings them into reality. She, like, makes the the illusion yeah. of them real and they become part I of the young Avengers. I think that's going to happen. I think Mephisto is animating Vision's body and it's not really Vision. Whether Mephisto's inhabiting it or just kind of, you know, puppeting it, whatever it may be. And we are going to see at the end of the storyline, whether it be the season or the series or whatever it may look like, another baddie that needs defeated. I like that idea. Um, and in this episode, we also find out Vision has no memory before coming to Westview. He doesn't remember being in the Avengers. He doesn't remember 
the war with Thanos or even being born in uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Which is weird because he has a perfect memory, but now he doesn't remember anything before the first episode. Another sign that it's not really Vision. Yeah. Also, I, I pointed this out. I sent you a TikTok about this, but you'd already seen it. Uh, that Vision looks at the camera a lot throughout the show. Yeah. Which I had not yeah. noticed, but I, I went back and rewatched an early episode, and yeah, you can see it a lot. Oh, he does it in like from the second episode on. Even the very end of the I first one. with the camera. Even the very end of the first episode, when they're sitting down watching TV at the end of the first episode, Wanda's looking at the TV, Vision is looking directly at the camera above the TV. Yeah. Which is odd. So, let me ask you this. Okay. It has okay. been, it's become a lot more common that Mephisto is behind this, or is involved somehow. And so now there's a theory of, well, who is Mephisto? Is he Vision? Uh, that's an idea. And I like the idea that if Mephisto may have been brought Vision to life, I don't think he is Mephisto. I don't think he is Mephisto. Although he may be like, Mephisto may be building Vision to be his host. But I've also seen two other theories that I want to see what you think about. The first mm -hmm. is that director Hayworth might be Mephisto. Okay, I could see that. In this episode, he makes very clear that Wanda was a Vision or was a villain at first of all yeah. the destruction she caused in Lagos and Sokovia, that she never yeah, really got... Yeah, very ready to blame Wanda. Yeah. I find it interesting, she, he points out she never even got a superhero name, which I find, for some reason, I find that very funny. Uh, but also... I mean, same. I, yeah. But he's kind of making the point of, like, she was never really an Avenger. She's the only one without a real name in this, in, like a real superhero name. Mm -hmm. The other theory... And this kind of builds on something else I want to talk about. The neighbor, Agnes. 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 It was just like, she reminds me so much Agnes. of... She's like a mix of Kimmy Gibbler from Full House and Barbara Jean from Reba. I love it so much. I was going to say Barbara Jean. <laughs> um, She's very Barbara Jean. And uh, the, the sister-in-law from Everyone Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't watched Everyone Loves Raymond forever. Me neither. But that's the same. I believe that's the same actress that plays the. This is a rabbit hole, but I believe, I may be wrong, but I believe the sister in law from Everyone Loves Raymond is the same actress as in Friends, Phoebe's half brother who marries the high school teacher. I believe it's that same actress as the high school teacher. Well, that. That, that marries Frank Jr. That actress who marries Frank Jr. is the one who plays Boss's wife in this first episode of. Of, uh, I know, that's why she's on my brain. <laughs> um, okay, sorry, moving on. Agnes. Right. Uh, so, Agnes, it's become more and more accepted as well that Agnes may also be uh, the uh, comic book character Agatha Harkness, who is a witch that is a servant of Mephisto. Okay. She, she wears a very similar brooch in every episode. Agnes is also one of the only you know, quote-unquote, main character of Wanda's created TV show that they haven't identified the, you know, person who is missing. And she has a really weird moment in this episode where she she has come to help with the babies. Uh, she says something about, let me have the kids. And Vision says something, like, he goes on one of those dad rants, which was, 
as a as a dad of young babies, I can tell you it's exactly right. Where he's like, "Have you washed your hands recently? Maybe you shouldn't be holding them." And then she kind of pauses. Yeah. The move, the music in the background stops, and she looks at Wanda and says, "Do you want me to take that again?" Like she's asking a asking a director, "Should we reshoot that?" Yeah. She's like, in a moment of self awareness, she points out that this isn't exactly real. Which is maybe the first time, based off the reaction Vision gives, that Vision has, you know, seen that from someone else. Because he, she says that, and Vision immediately, like, reacts, like, Wanda, what the heck is she talking about? Mm-hmm. So, the, the theory is that she might be Agatha Harkness. She wears a similar brooch, wears similar clothes, is, you know, has the, it, she seems to kind of be aware that this isn't real. But, so the question is, who's Mephisto? And the, the, the theory is it might be this husband of hers, Ralph, who she keeps talking about, but we never see. Yeah. Because there's, there's a couple of little, little comments, and this is probably just trying to find clues where they don't exist, but like their anniversary also happens to be the anniversary of the Salem Witch Trial. Their pet rabbit, which Wanda uses for the magic show, is named Scratchy, and that's the nickname for the devil, Old Scratch. Yeah, uh, that's true. So... I like that theory that it could be Mephisto. Yeah. I've also seen a couple of theories that Mephisto, because we've now gotten X-Men Evan Peters Quicksilver. Yes, let's talk about that. I've seen a couple of theories that Magneto could, now that X-Men has kind of crossed over, there's, you know, an opportunity for Magneto and there is a comic book storyline where Magneto is somehow related to Wanda. I don't remember if he's supposed to be her uncle or like adoptive someone who takes her and Pietro in. I don't remember, but there is a storyline where he is somehow family. Oh, he's their father. And I've wondered, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he, <clears throat> he's me. always and been their father I've in the wondered, comic. And I've wondered if Magneto and Mephisto could be one in the same in this version of the cinematic universe. Huh. That would be interesting. Okay, so I've seen a lot of theories <laughs> that Magneto... Excuse me, I'm so sorry. You're very excused. I've seen a lot of theories that Magneto will show up in the show. Like that... Because uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen has hinted that there's going to be a huge cameo at some point in the show, like even bigger than Evan, Peter, Evan Peters. Well, she said that about episode five, and everyone on TikTok that I follow was like, you better not be hyping it up like this just for it to be Evan Peters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think she's kind of hinting at someone else might showing up later too, kind of like Luke at the end of the uh, Mandalorian. Spoilers. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because that's the hint she gave. Yeah. I think we could definitely see um, Magneto, but... Of course, in the comics, Magneto is Scarlet Witch's father. But yes. Wanda's dad is dead. Died in the accident. Was completely yeah. normal human. So the idea... The, the, the idea as far is, as she knows. Yeah, the idea is, is her dad really dead? Or, you know, could Magneto maybe be brought in as her grandfather? Because that would also put the timing of him being a World War II victim. Uh, you know, Auschwitz can't... Or a biological father... And she wasn't aware that, you know, the person who raised her as her dad was not biologically. True. Or could Mephisto bring her dad back to life and turn him into Magneto? 
Yeah. That would be interesting to see too. That would be interesting. And there's one other thing. There's two other things I want to talk about. Let's jump back to Monica and what's going on out in the uh, the outside world. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. What a great my, character. My heart. Did you notice? My heart. Also, Monica Rambo had a moment early on in this episode where Darcy said something about Captain Marvel. Yes, that's what I want to talk about. Shut her down. Monica was not happy with Captain Marvel. Monica was ready to fight. She was like, we're not talking about her right now. Yeah. Snappy. What has happened? What happened between the Captain Marvel movie and now? I almost feel like we're being led to believe, or it's going to lead on, that someday, whether it be in this show or another, you know, installment of the Marvel Universe somewhere, there will be a confrontation between Monica and Captain Marvel. And I want to know what is up. Like, I feel like Monica is going to blame Carol Danvers for the fact that she was snapped. That or that her mom died while she was snapped away. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just like to point out Captain Marvel 2, which is supposed to come out next November. uh, This adult Monica Rambeau is going to be in that show. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a conflict somewhere. And that's one of the other things I want to bring up. In So in the beginning of this episode, Monica is getting a, uh, is it an x-ray or a CT scan? I, I never remember. No, it's an MRI. That's right. Because uh, it's an MRI yeah. because it comes back like inconclusive. It looks like it got burnt out. But you can. It comes back like completely blank. Well, it, it's, but the blank part is still the outline of her body, which has led some people yeah. to believe that. Her incident with Scarlet Witch may have jump started her powers, and it's because her powers. I in the told comments. you that. I told you that the first episode we saw Monica, episode three. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. You told me that. In the comic storyline, Monica Rambeau and um, Scarlet Witch's twin sons are their own little teamed up super team for a while. Yeah. So at some point, Monica needs powers in order for that to come to you know real life. Yep, and it, it, I, I think she may, I'm, I'm on board with you now, I think she did get her powers with that incident with Scarlet Witch, and that's why it burnt out the MRI, and also maybe why she, I, I think. Well, because they say the MRI, but then also they need another blood draw, the blood draw doesn't come back with no information either. Yeah, and I think at the, at the end of the episode, so let's talk about right before Quicksilver shows up, um, Monica tries to send in another probe. That's 80s technology, so it wouldn't be reset when uh, when it gets into the hex. To talk to yeah. Wanda, Wanda destroys it, and then we actually see she carries it out of the hex. And as she steps out, she's... she comes out of the hex. Oh, that was such a cool scene! Oh, it was scary. That was powerful. Elizabeth Olsen makes a great villain. I love it. It's amazing. She's just a good actress. She is. She's oh man, I love it. Anyway. So she comes out, she's wearing the Scarlet Witch uniform, and she just throws the drone at the director. And then they have a little, they have a little mm-hmm. argument, Monica tries to talk her down, and then uh, Wanda uses her power to cause all the soldiers to turn their gun on the director, and the only two people not affected are the director and Monica. Monica might be immune yeah. because she's already forming her powers, and the director might be immune because he's Mephisto. Well, and I even thought, you know, that scene with Monica 
Twilight Witch could have just not chosen to affect her because that was after Monica had her little talk, her little speech where she's talking to Wanda, trying to cool her down, trying to like, you know, ease the tension. She says, you can see in my brain, you know, I'm not an enemy here. Mm -hmm. So I took that as Wanda giving her an inch, you know, I am recognizing that you are not an enemy here. So I'm not going to control you the way I do others. I can see that. Yeah. I, I I think by the end of this season, we'll see a fight between Monica and Wanda. I think I think you mentioned it earlier that I think Vision will eventually try to lead the Hex, but if he's not really alive, it's just going to be his corpse that falls out. And I think that'll mm-hmm. end up with Wanda coming to get his body back, and Monica will end up fighting her. Oh, the, other, the only other thing I wanted to point out is a little throwaway line Monica has. Where she mentions, I know an aerospace engineer who might be up for this, talking about some device they want to build to break into the city. Yes. Yeah, there's only one aerospace engineer that I know of in Marvel Comics, or one team of aerospace engineers. Who? The Fantastic Four. (gasps) Reed Richards. I forgot that was aerospace. Yeah, Reed Richards is kind of the only real aerospace engineer, like a prominent one. Uh, And his whole team, of course. They They all are, but... He's the most well-known. Because I thought at first she might have met Brody. It's like, no, Brody is an Air Force test pilot. He's not an engineer. He doesn't really work with aerospace. Right. But Reed Richards did. Well, because she said that. And then later on, I was just kind of like amped up waiting for someone to show up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when there's, you know, one and Vision are fighting and there's the knock on the door and yada, yada. I was like, this is it. This is whoever the aerospace engineer is. And it just ended up being Evan Peters. You know, that's interesting. What if he was sent in by Monica? No, that can't be it, because Darcy was surprised when he got there. No. Yeah, no. But I was kind of, because, you know, they first showed the the cameo at the front door, and they just showed, like, the back of the head. And it was just, like, long white hair. So I was like, who is this? Like, Magneto? Like, Clint got old? Like, (laughs) what is this? I keep forgetting how I keep forgetting how close this is supposed to be to Endgame. This is all taking place like a month after the end of Endgame. Oh yeah, like this is like the moment Darcy comes or Darcy, um, I guess Darcy also, but the moment Wanda comes back from being unsnapped, this starts. Yeah. yeah. I also did like how when Monica was talking about her time in the hex she said something about, I was just so overwhelmed by grief. It was weighing me down. So that, you know, tells us a little about where Wanda's head is. She's just trying to, you know, figure out her grieving process here and has taken other people as captive for it. Yeah, it it is crazy. This show has, I'll be honest and say, I wasn't super psyched about this show when it was first announced. It's like, oh, that'll be fun. This has become one of my favorite pieces of the MCU. It's so amazing. Yeah. The writing is spectacular. I'll agree. Uh, I'm just, I love this. I. Yeah, I was not amped for the show at all. I was like, whatever, like it's a sitcom. Sure, I like Elizabeth Olsen, but like whatever. And then I didn't watch it at first. You texted me saying like, the first two episodes dropped yesterday. You need to mm-hmm. watch them. Yeah. But I, I, I'm becoming very psyched. I feel like this is going to tie in with a few other, you know, sitcom type shows that they're releasing, like the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. And when um, Hawkeye's show comes out, I feel like they're all going to tie in. I think in. so, too. Uh, 
real quick as we end up the episode, I want to uh, jump through a few of the theories I've seen that I think are less likely but maybe possible. Also, I want to shout out uh, the person mm-hmm. who, the head writer and the, the, the creator of this show. Her name is uh, uh, Jake or Jack Schaefer. She is also going to be one of the writers of Black Widow. So that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Well, Black Widow's already Yeah, she written. was one of the writers of it. She yeah, was sorry. Done. Yeah, gotcha. my, okay. miss, miss speaking on my part. Sorry. I was going to say, I've already read spoilers, so like... Don't, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> don't spoil done. it. It comes out so soon. When have I ever? I read spoilers a year ago. I know, you've ago. done very well, and I'm very happy about that. Thank you. I've never spoiled any show for you without you asking me to. Um, so a couple of the theories, of course, like uh, Magneto might show up. Do you think they would do uh, Ian McKellen or the other one? The young, young or old Magneto? Who do you think they'll pull? I hope the old one. I hope Ian McKellen. Yeah, though he's like mostly retired. I could see them do the younger one just because also I think the age would fit a little bit better. How old is he? That's true. Maybe the younger one. You sound so upset. I just love Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen is fantastic. I I, I like I that he's him. kind of retired from acting a few different times, but he just keeps coming back because everyone loves him so much. Yeah, he keeps retiring and then X-Men call him. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, that's who plays the old one. And yeah. he's, he's... He retires and then they get... Uh, what's his name? Um, shoot. Patrick Stewart? I know his name. No, I know his name. Greatest show. Oh, Hugh and Jackman. Wolverine and Hugh Jackman. Yes. <laughs> oh. They get Hugh Jackman. What do you think the odds of Hugh Jackman? I knew it was Hugh, but I kept just thinking of all the other Hughes I know, like Hugh Grant, Hugh Hefner. I was like, no, none of those are him. It's the other. Hugh. What do you think the odds of Hugh Jackman ever coming into the MCU is? I I would love that so much. I'm like trying not to get my hopes up about all these big names that I know all being a part of the show, but like I just want them yeah, all back. Man, uh, that would be fun. Okay, uh, I was going to do more fan theories, but I actually I can't find. I have a list of them, and I can't find them right now. Well, it sounds like we need to just do an epi- another episode of all fan theories. I'm down for that. Let's do uh, maybe towards <laughs> maybe a couple more episodes come out. And we'll do we'll do another fan theory uh, galore. Yeah, fan theory galore. But yeah, I think those are the big ones. I think we will see we'll see uh, uh, Monica get her powers. I hope we'll see Magneto. I am now definitely convinced Mephisto's involved somehow. And yeah. I, I think we're I kind of hope we're going to see a fight between Monica and Wanda or Wanda and Vision. Or possibly all three. I definitely think we'll get a WandaVision fight. Especially as Vision is becoming more and more yeah. self-aware. And I'm going to call it now. I think by the end of next episode, Vision tries to leave the town. And is either stopped by Wanda or actually gets out and it like, dies. I am very excited for the next episode because it is going to be set in the 90s. And on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited for the next episode. I am too. Well, uh, thank you all for listening here uh, to us talk about this episode. We'll be back next week to talk about the next episode. If you have anything you'd like to add, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter? Is it seriously underscore super? 
Seriously, Andrew? Yep, and I'm at I'm Braden Green. Sean is at Sean is Green. Good luck spelling that. Uh, we also yeah, <laughs> We also have an email, seriouslysuperpod at gmail.com. And that is it's not our something email. like that. What is it? Seriously Super Greens? <laughs> Seriously Super Greens, G R E E N E S. Yeah, that's it. At gmail.com. Yeah, you can let us know what you think, and uh, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Oh, wait, one last thing. I remember the one last thing I want to talk about. The, one of the other theories that I think is less likely but may happen. Is that mm-hmm. uh, whatever is happening with the vision might oh. bring Ultron back into the MCU? Oh, I don't. I don't that. love it either. I I kind of I kind of hope they don't deal with Ultron for a while. Although it would be fun to see James Spader back. <laughs> but yeah, well, they can bring James Spader back in other ways. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he should just be the new voice of a. Of... Whenever uh, in in Ironheart, when the new Iron Man comes around, or the new Iron Woman, her her yeah. her Jarvis could just be voiced by James Spader. <laughs> I'd be great. He'd do great. He'd be yeah. Nice I don't know though. I could see them bring Ultron back to lead into uh, Armor Wars, which is supposed to be in the next few years. It's yeah. Kind of a. I feel like we keep getting a little bit of like cookie crumbs. Um each episode of this and I think that's just going to continue each of these episodes and you know the other series that are happening their episodes so we're just going to have to you know buckle in and see what happens. Oh most definitely and I am excited and I hope you all are too. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Seriously Super. As Brain mentioned, you can check us out on all of the platforms and our email and we look forward to being back with you next week. And in the meantime, hang tight, my super nerd. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening.